Somebody repeat after me. Come hell or high water. I'm on my way to Rome. Come hell or high water. I'm on my way to Rome. If you were here last week, raise your hand. If you forgot what happened last week, raise your other hand. <laughs> Acts 23, 11. We're talking about Paul. The incredible adventure. There's an adventure. There is adversity. And then there's anointing. And I'm going to cover these three areas quickly here today. But the adventure of Paul on his way to Rome, Acts 23, 11. That night, the Lord appeared to Paul and said, Paul, just as you have been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. Paul was on his way to Rome. I want to go over the first two anointings we covered last week. Seven anointings between now and the last week of July that will catapult you. You and your family in the name of Jesus will make it to your Rome. What is Rome? First of all, you and your house are anointed for Rome. Rome means God-ordained destiny, God-orchestrated outcome, God-pronounced purpose. Rome is God's assignment for you and your family. Each and every one of us have a Rome. We have a destiny. And, and the bigger your Rome, the more the enemy will try to stop it. If you, if you go through big shipwrecks, if vipers come out against you, metaphorically, prophetically, relationally, mentally, financially, if the devil shows up to try to stop you and it's big, it only means your Rome is about to blow up the glory of Jesus through your life. So the magnitude of the hell you go through is directly proportional to the size of your Rome. Everyone here has a Rome. We each have an assignment. Psalm 138, verse 8, God will fulfill his purpose in my life. He will not, he will not forsake the work of his hands because his mercy endures forever. Each and every one of you have a Rome. You have an assignment. You're not here by coincidence. And you will make it to your Rome. You will get to your place of destiny. What God purposed for you on this planet will come to pass. From the day you were born, the objective of the enemy is to stop your God-ordained purpose. From the day you were born, the enemy had a plan, a scheme, ran out against you because God forbid you fulfill your purpose. But praise be the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Praise be the Lord. Praise be God. The moment you received Jesus, every lie of the enemy was annihilated and destroyed and broken into pieces. Somebody say, I'm on my way to Rome. Number two, your second anointing. You and your house are anointed for the storm, through the storm, and from the storm. What? You're anointed in every single facet. Your circumstance does not define you. It does not. The, remember last week, the storm does not define you. It reveals who you really are. Your destiny is not based on what's in front of you. Your destiny is based on who's inside of you. Greater is he that is. Greater is he that is. Greater is he that is. Than he that is in the nothing can stop you now and then last week we we did this we talked about the fact that paul was on a ship on his way to rome a prison ship and a storm came up a nor'easter and the bible says verse 15 17 acts 27 that they determined it would be better to be driven by the winds 
They were driven by the storm. And today, we, as, as we referenced last week, we have way too many people, inside and outside, driven by the winds of relativism and wokeism and cancel culture, hedonism, perversion, so many ideologies, so many teachings. But in this church, we don't lean left and we don't lean right. We stand on everything the Bible says. So I'm going to ask one more time. Are there any new season people here? Anybody here in Sacramento that stands for everything God says? We don't lean. We? We don't lean. We? We don't lean. We? This went viral in the past two weeks. Millions of views all around the world. I mean, it, it's gone viral. People are just saying everywhere, we don't lean, we stand. I'm prophesying now. We are about to see this become a movement. No joke. We're about to, we're, I, I got, we're about to see this become a movement. I got a call from one of my friends who, yeah, how, how can I put this? We're about to see this blow up. We're, there, there are, there, oh man, there were churches that were leaning one way or another and they, they've had a come to Jesus moment and they said, we saw your post and, it's, and, and it, God spoke to us. We're no longer going to lean. We're going to stand at what God's... Is there anybody in this church ready to stand for everything the Bible says? Stand on God's word. Stand on God's promises. Stand on righteousness and justice on the finished work of Christ. We're going to stand for everything the Bible says. Are you with me right now? If, if that's you, repeat after me. I don't lean. I stand. Tell your neighbor, the one that's next to you, I don't lean. I stand. As for me in my house. We will never lean again. We will stand. We stand under the anointing. We stand in the name of Jesus. We stand for the glory of Christ. And by the way, we just don't stand here in the church on a Sunday morning. Monday, I stand. Tuesday, I stand. Wednesday, I stand. Wherever we go, we We don't lean. We give God one more shout if you're a standing believer. We stand. Here it is. Number three, your third anointing. You and your house are anointed to make it even without that ship. I'm going to show you what happened. So here's, here's Paul. Here's Paul. Paul's on his way to Rome. We know why. The gospel. Fulfilling his God-ordained assignment. If not for that trip, we wouldn't even be here in this church right now. That's how the gospel hit the Gentiles. Boof! Global platform. He made it. So, so here's Paul. He's on his way on a prison ship, and, and, and the ship is being battered around, and, and the, the winds in, in the middle of the sea, and the ship is being battered around, battered around, battered around, and all of a sudden, one of the craziest words from God that you could possibly hear. This, this is... Imagine hearing this word. Imagine you... you I don't know, which, which should I use, Sean? Um, Norwegian Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean Celebrity? But Sean, you bougie, which one do you use? I know, I mean, you're always on a cruise. You and Steph, you're always like, oh, where were you at? Well, Pastor Sam, we're off vacation again. Where you at? So which one is it? Which one should I pick? Carnival? Somebody said princess. What is it? The love boat. What is it? Princess. Princess. You could tell it was over 40. Princess. Wait, carnival? Imagine you on a carnival cruise ship in the middle of the ocean and a hurricane hits. 
and the ship is being battered around. Here's the word God, this is the word that God gives Paul, undergirded by an angelic visitation that gives him the second portion of the word. Ready for this? You're on the ship. You're the man of God. So you're on your way to Rome on a prison ship because God said you're on your way to Rome. He never gave you the details on how you're going to get there. Some of y'all want the deep, you want things to be, you, you God says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, my, my glory will shine through you. And you always think it's going to be a Maserati and a Lamborghini. And sometimes how you get there and you focus more on the fact that Paul could have said, you told me I was going to go to Rome, but you never told me it's going to be a prison ship. So I'm not going to go to Rome now. Paul never said, I'm not going to go to Rome because I thought it was going to be like a Maserati. I thought it was going to be a yacht. I thought it was going to be with Jeff Bezos on his yacht but now nah, you put me on a prayer Paul just said nah if you told me I'm gonna go to Rome I don't care how I get there I'm gonna get to your place of destiny for me and my house so he's on and then God here's it I wish I had like sound effects like the movies here here CGI team please and we have the winds and we have the waves and everybody's going all of a sudden a word from heaven and here's the word. Imagine that. Paul, I have a word for you. And Paul goes, yeah. yeah. This is the right time for a word. <laughs> Speak to me, Lord. Yes, hallelujah. What's the word? Paul, you ready for the word? Yes. You ready? Yes. It's going to be a great word. Paul. I see what's happening. I see the storm. You see that ship you're in? Yes. <laughs> Paul, here's the word of the Lord. Ready? Yes. You see that ship? Yes. <laughs> that ship will not make it. <laughs> Who gives you that word? <sighs> what? You're in the middle of a hurricane in the middle of the ocean and God speaks to you and says, you see that ship you're in? It's not going to make it, but you will. For the next two minutes and 38 seconds, I just want to preach to people who lost a ship, but here you are. I want to preach to somebody who you lost something along the way, but you're still here. You lost, you lost connections, but you kept your calling. You lost some followers and friends, but you kept your faith. You even lost your mind, but you still have your mantle. Is there anybody here who lost a ship or two along the way, but by the grace of God, you're still here? Is there anybody here who lost a relationship, a connection, a job, an opportunity, who lost some, some of you lost a season in your life or a chapter in your life, but by the grace of God, you're still here. If that's you, lift up your hands. Let me ask you a question. If you lost more than one ship along your journey, lift up, lift up two hands. Be honest. If you've lost so many ships, if I Google the word lost ships, it automatically takes me to your social media accounts. But here you are. No, no, you missed it. Here you are. You're still not getting it. Even without that ship, you're still here. I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter what you lost. You and your family are still going to make it to Rome. I'm preaching now. 
regardless of what you lost in your life will you stop moaning about what you lost will you stop complaining about what you lost please I'm going to say it again stop living life going look what the devil did lift up your head and start shouting look what the Lord has done come on if you've made it this far even about something you lost lift up your hands even without that ship you're still here even can you please tell somebody around you tell them even about that ship I'm still here no 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 tell them like you believe it even even without that ship I'm still here there are relationships that didn't make it but you're still here there are ideas that didn't make it but you're still here even without that person in your life, without that income, without that door, you're still here. You lost the chapter, but not the book. You lost the moment, but not the miracle. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You lost your ship, but you're still here. Why? Because Romans 8, 28, God makes all things, all things, some things, the majority of things, only the spiritual things. He makes work together for the good of those who love them and are called according to his purpose. I want you to put a smile on your face. Regardless of what you've lost, you're going to make it to your Rome. Oh, even without that ship. Somebody say, even without that ship. Hebrews 13, 5, he promised he would never forsake you or abandon you. Zephaniah 3, 17 says this. The Lord your God is in your midst. He's a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Please, please, please. You're going you're, you're gonna to see, Pastor Sam, but you don't know what I've lost. That, 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 I get your message, but my ship, I lost everything. Job lost his family. He lost his family. He lost his friends. And he still declared Job 19.25. I know. This is for somebody here. Job lost everything. Don't tell me, but I've lost everything. There's no way I'm going to make it to my room. Job lost everything. And in the midst of losing everything, everything was on him. He lost, and I mean everything. And he opened up his mouth. He could have denied God, betrayed God. He could have said, no way. But all of a sudden, even though he was struggling with absolutely everything, he looked around and said, in the midst of everything I've lost, I know, not I think or I feel, I I know that my redeemer liveth i know that my redeemer lives david david lost parts of his family temporarily lost his kingdom and yet he declared psalm 3 verse 3 but you O lord are a shield about me you are my glory and the lifter of my head paul said what is more i consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. Philippians 3.8. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I lost a ship, but I still have my anointing. This is for everybody who lost an opportunity. You thought something was coming your way and it didn't. A relationship didn't work out. A season, a chapter in your life. If you've never lost anything, put your hand down. But if you've lost something, raise that hand a little bit higher. Repeat after me. I lost a ship, but I still have my calling. I lost a ship, 
but I still have my praise. I lost my ship, but I have Jesus. And if I have Jesus, I have everything I need to make it. Somebody praise like you actually believe what you just said. Somebody give God glory like you're going to make it to Rome, even without that ship. I dare you to give the devil a migraine and let the enemy know that you're going to make it even if, regardless of what you lost in the past three years. You're going to make it to Rome. And a matter of fact, you're not going to wait five years to make it. You're so determined. This is the season you and your house will make it to your place of destiny where God will shine his glory in you, with you, for you, and through you. Somebody shout, I'm on my way to Rome. What a word. Imagine that. You're in the middle of a hurricane. You're in the middle of a nor'easter, and God shows up and says, you see that ship you're in? It's not going to make it. But you will. And then an angel comes and says, I have another part to the word. What's the part of the word? And the angel says, not only are you going to make it. What are you telling me, angel? I have news for you. you. I know you're in the middle of an ocean. I know things are being battered around. I know there's a nor'easter. I know the ship is falling apart. And I know you heard the ship was not going to make it. And I know you will, but I have another part from heaven. What is it? Not only will you make it. Hey, Paul. Smile because everyone in your ship will make it too. I need at least seven people in this house who come in agreement that everyone in your ship will make it to Rome. Anybody here excited about the fact that you believe that you and your house will serve the Lord? Anybody here believe that your entire family will be saved? How many believe with me that everyone in your ship will make it to their place of God-ordained destiny? If that's you, lift up your hands and repeat after me. Everyone in my ship will make it to Rome. Oh, if you really believe that everyone you know, everyone you love, everyone in your family will know Jesus as Lord and Savior, lift up your hands really high. If you believe that, that's gonna, if you believe that will happen now, if you believe your family is about to be saved now, that now is the time for salvation, that your family is about to have an encounter with Christ, if you believe the Holy Spirit is about to invade the dreams of everyone you love, oh, I don't know if you're hearing this, if you believe God's about to invade the lives and the dreams, dreams of everyone you love, then I need you to give God praise like everyone in your ship will make it to their own. Somebody praise like everybody's about to. Somebody shout, everyone in my ship. Everyone in my ship. Everyone in my ship. Everyone in my ship. If you believe it, stand with me. Everyone in your ship. You are anointed for everyone in your ship will make it. You and your house are so anointed that everyone in your ship will make it. Pastor Sam, but some of these guys are involved. They're going to make it. Because you, you, you truly believe what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? How many times do we have to read this verse in this house? Acts 16, 31. What is it? 
believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your it's a matter of belief what do you believe what do you believe if you believe not if you hope not if you think not if you feel if you believe I need you to walk out of this place today with this anointing to believe you are what you believe you are not what you think this is this is the great Descartes Rene Descartes Blaise Pascal debate back in the beginning of the Renaissance this is it I think therefore I am was Rene Descartes and then Blaise Pascal comes along and says no I believe therefore I am it's not about just what you think it's what you believe you are what you believe look at your neighbor tell him you are what you believe tell that neighbor I believe my household will be saved I believe my family is no longer under generational curses I believe my family is under generational blessings I believe we're about to step into the greatest most fruitful season of our lives I believe that God is for us that God is on my side that God is in me and God's about to shine through me I believe that the next six months will turn my life around and as for me and my house we're not gonna occupy problems we're gonna occupy all of God's promises and shine his name if you believe and lift up your hands if you believe the Bible says you will see it if you believe Romans 10 9 if you believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead you will be saved if you believe John eleven forty. if you believe just like that that's the phrase you will see God's glory John 14 12 if you believe you will do greater things Matthew 21 22 if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer Ooh, and if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you and your household will be saved. Everyone here who believes, lift up your hands. How many truly believe? How many believe God's promises? If you believe all of God's promises, no joke, because you know you've seen it, or you believe it by faith, lift up both hands. Here's a word for someone. Something happened this week. On April, the first week of April, all the way till April, May, June, we're in July now, something happened that's pretty supernatural. Starting the first week of April to this past week, 90 days exactly, there was an incredible amount of warfare. I'm, 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 I'm speaking prophetically now to someone. I'm just going to make it personal. The past 90 days have been intense. The level of warfare, not everything, there's an arc. There's the sovereignty of God, human responsibility, and spiritual warfare. Those three things make up what happens in your daily life. God's sovereignty, personal responsibility, meaning free will, your choice, things you do. If you smack yourself on the head, don't blame God. It's your hand. You decided to smack yourself on the hand, right? So it's you. So, and then there's the element of spiritual warfare. We can't be defined and guided by that, but it's out there. There's an element. It's the enemy attempting to confuse us because he's already defeated. It's a defeated foe. The last 90 days have been intense. 
there were things that were supposed to have happened that didn't happen. Watch this. This week, I looked at my wife. I woke up in the morning. I did my devotionals, read an email, and then I got, I got this incredible email regarding a break, something that should have happened, Pastor Jeff, in April, logistically speaking. All right. So the book I wrote, Your Mess, God's Miracle, it appeared, uh, it was a bestseller in different things, but there's a major bestsellers list that we were all intrigued on how in the month of April we did not appear on that list. When we sold more copies of that book, individual units legitimately sold than any other book previously in my life. So we were wondering how in the world, did, I called my publisher and went like, what's going on? She went, I can't explain this. She went, I can't explain it. This is awkward. That was one of a number of things that were just held back, held back. This past week, this past week, after we delivered the message here on Sunday, after we came here on Sunday and shared, we don't, we, that provoked something in the heavens. It provoked something so strong that everything, that's one of a number of things, everything that was held back from 90 days was released this week. No, no. I need to tell you what the Holy Spirit told me about you. God told me, tell new season for the past 90 days. He said, Pastor Sam, you're the pastor, but you're not the only one. There's been people at the church who have been going. The last 90 days have been tough. There has been struggle. They have, there has been warfare. There have been things they have been praying for. And like Daniel, the breath, the heavens, there was warfare between the forces of darkness and the forces of light. But God said, tell the church right now, those 90 days are over. I am releasing everything that was held back in the heavenlies and you are about to see an overflow of the favor of God like you have never seen before if you believe it now give God your best shout of praise somebody shout like it's all yours somebody praise like it's all yours if you believe it say I'm on my way to Rome if you really believe it say come hell or high water I'm on my way to Rome Lift up your hands. You're on your way to Rome. You are anointed for Rome. You are anointed for the storm, through the storm, and even from the storm. The storm that you went through increased your anointing. You're more anointed now because of what you survived. <laughs> you were anointed to make it even about that ship. And you are so anointed that everyone in your ship will make it. If you receive all of this word, give them one more clap offering in this place. If you really receive it, repeat after me. Come hell or high water, I'm on my way to Rome. 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 Lift up your hands for one moment. Heavenly Father, seal this message. In every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Every single person here, every single person here, God, has God-ordained purpose. A God-created assignment. They will make it to their place of destiny. Thank you for the anointing that came out of the storm. Thank you, God, that even about that ship, they're still going to make it. Thank you, God, that everyone in their ship will make it. Thank you that you are releasing upon us things that were held back, even in the midst of the storm. You're about to unleash resources like never before. 
You're about to unleash resources and harvest like never before. Oh, ho, ho. you're about to unleash everything necessary for the fulfillment of the trip to Rome. In the name of Jesus, now is the time. Now is the time in Jesus' name. If you receive this anointing, give him one more clap offering. It's 1017. Close your eyes for 60 seconds. Anyone in this house who says, I got to get my life right with God. I need to get my life right with God. I need to get my life right with God. I need to. Pastor Sam, I lost my ship. I lost everything, but I don't have Jesus. Therefore, I did lose everything. And Jesus says, listen, if you're still alive, I have purpose for you. I have a plan for you. So you haven't lost it all. You have this opportunity right now here today. If you need to get your life right with God, right there where you're at, right there where you're at. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. You're on your way to Rome. You have a God-ordained destiny. God loves you. He has a purpose for your life that cannot and will not be denied. You will make it to your Rome. If that's you with your eyes closed, if you need to get your life right with God, right there where you're at, right there where you're at, lift up one hand. Whatever it may be, free from addiction, free from the past, you need to get your life right with God, right there where you're at. Let me see your hand. One, two, three. I need to get my life right with God right now. Four, five. Who else says, I need to get my life right with God? Six, seven. I need to get my life right with God. Everyone who lifted up their hands, listen to me carefully. This is hashtag the best day ever. Listen, I'm going to encourage you to do something. I want you to, if you lifted up your hands, come out of your seat and join me here. I'm not going to embarrass you. We're going to pray over you, but we're going to celebrate the fact that you're on your way to Rome. If, as people come up, come on. There it is. Come on, church, give it up. We're on our way to Rome. Give it up, 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 give it up. Get your life right with God. Get your life right with God. Get your life right with God. There is a heaven and a hell. Get your life right with God. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Church, stretch out your hands. I want everyone here to repeat after me. Oh, wow. This is it. This is why we do what we do. This is it. Everyone repeat after me. Those that are up here on stage, repeat after me with sincerity of heart. Make sure you mean it, that it comes from your heart, that you're not being coerced or forced to do it, but you mean every single word. Your life will never be the same. Everyone repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I'm on my way to Rome. I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of my life and of the world. That he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead, giving me eternal life, new life, and abundant life. Thank you. I am saved. Somebody give God the biggest celebration. Come on, somebody praise God for the harvest. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home.